it's, it's overwhelmed. It's like right now we have many, many, many families, like 3,001 shelter, and then we hold 2,000 and the other, uh, the other shelters. And we, of course, don't want to get into politics, but look, it is our country, it is our area, and we follow the law, we want things to be orderly. When something like what occurred in Del Rio happens, I mean, people throughout the country see it, and really we have negative, uh, a negative effect on, on even the, the immigrants. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. I'm Jami Virgen with Sinclair Broadcasting Group in San Antonio, Texas. Just like we expected, the roller coaster ride that has been immigration in the United States continues with courtroom maneuvers by both sides of the issue. As the country waits to see what will happen to Title 42, the CDC law put in place in March of 2020 to stop the spread of COVID-19, allowing for the quick expulsion of migrants without giving them a chance to seek asylum as outlined under U.S. law, border towns continue to prepare for the traditional uptick of migrants during the summer months. Joining us for this segment, the mayor of McAllen, Texas, a town that is part of the area of South Texas known as the RGV, or the Rio Grande Valley, Javier Villalobos. And on the other side of McAllen, the sister city of Reynosa, Tamaulipas, where thousands of migrants are waiting to come legally to the U.S. and file for asylum. Giving them shelter is Pastor Hector Silva of La Senda de la Vida, which is giving shelter to close to 4,000 migrants. How are the sister cities preparing for the change in the uptick in migrants that comes every year with the summer months? And how will that change if Title 42 is lifted? Truly a tale of two cities on the Rio Grande. And now we'd like to welcome Mayor Villalobos of McAllen, Texas, and also Pastor Hector Silva. And the pastor is on the other side in Reynosa, Tamaulipas. Um, Mayor, let's start with you right now. For those people that have never been to the Texas border with Mexico, paint a picture of the RGV, the Rio Grande Valley, and McAllen, Texas. Well, certainly. Well, first of all, a lot of the times it's not what the national media portrays it to be. For example, McAllen, even though we are near the border, we're about 10 miles away from, from Reynosa. Uh, our community is a vibrant community doing excellent. However, we are having some issues right now with, with the immigration, just like any other border border town or any or any city close to the border. But our community, we were the sixth safest in the country, again, uh, better than last year, number seven. Uh, so we, but we do have issues going on right now and we are a little concerned as to what may transpire or occur with the lifting of 42. So paint a picture for, for us before March of 2020. What was immigration like? What did your city look like before Title 42 went up? Okay. What happens is that actually our city, McAllen itself, is the same. It has been very, very orderly. Now, when, when you left or when we had issues with, them, with, with the immigrants, and I always say we take no position as to whether they're legal, illegal, whether they're entitled to asylum or not. Our job is more public safety. So we assist uh, Catholic charities uh, in the transportation and the, and the housing, the sheltering, and possibly in and, and the feeding of the immigrants. 
I mean, our main concern is public safety and, of course, making sure that the immigrants are okay and definitely our citizens, too. But it, everything has been orderly. Up to one point last year, when we were a little overwhelmed, because Catholic charities can do approximately process about 1,500 uh, immigrants a day. At one certain point last year, it did go over. We had to set up a tent, then move the tent. Uh, now it's kind of, we can possibly house up to five to 8,000 people. We have to move it outside of the municipality in Ansaldúas Park. Okay. But right now, everything is excellent. Okay. Well, Pastor Silva, you're on the other side. <laughs> so you're holding, I mean, for lack of a better explanation, you're holding the dam. You have all that water. You have all the people that are waiting. Tell us yes. what it's been like during Title 42 in the city of Reynosa. Well, I believe that in, in this size, I'm going to be honest with you, we have right now, like, uh, it's, it's overwhelmed. It's like right now we have many, many, many families. We have two big shelters to hold, like, I'm going to say, like, 3,001 shelter. And then we hold 2,000 and, and the, other, uh, the other shelter. So we, right now, we, uh, they just, people just can't wait or people just right now is, is over watching the news, see what, what's going on, what's going to happen with the Title 42. Uh, and they think that uh, uh, right now, anybody want to want to get in because many people confused. They don't know what's going to happen in, in, in this Sunday. So what we're thinking about, um, uh, just we're just doing, doing a work with, we always been working with uh, migrants, you know. Uh, also, we're trying to uh, give the families what uh, they need, like food, shelters, and but we don't. Right now, we don't. We cannot. We cannot handle it because we got so many, so many families. They the whole um, city is, is right now is packed. At, uh, a lot of Haitians, a lot of Honduras, and plus we still have uh, Cubans. This, they hear it in the short. So um, I signed, I have that, we have that, uh, I believe it's like 7,000. So in the inside of the shelter, we have 2,000 in one shelter, and then we have 3,000 on the other shelter. So many of those people, they 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 might just to um, uh, thinking that uh, they're going to enter in the United States. I'm uh, trying to myself, trying to keep, you know, like order, you know, getting people, not let the people be on the street uh, but because we don't have enough space. So we have lots of people right there in the street and waiting for, for that date. And so we're just trying to get order from this side of the border, working together with uh, with uh, 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 the government or something, because I believe this. Is, is part of the, our job working, you know, with uh, migrants, they not let them cross illegally or just wait. Uh, just to, I, I believe that just to wait because, you know, if uh, I've been seeing the CVP, they don't have enough uh, workers. So we're trying to do our best so they can, the family enter uh, right in the United States and, and taking, take, uh, taking care of. Uh, Mayor, with that said, 
What will your city then look like if Title 42 is lifted? What are you expecting? That flood that's on the other side of the border, is it going to come on to your city? Well, and that's the, the main concern because we can handle so many. And like I stated before, Catholic charities might be able to do 1,500 a day. If we get 2,000, 3,000 a day, uh, the logistics is going to be a nightmare. I just don't see how we're going to be able to do it because we're not in a position. And of course, we always say the municipality should not be uh, dealing with immigration at all, at all. We should not be spending one red cent at all. But uh, what we do is, and we've been doing it well, is just trying to keep the peace and assist with the transportation and the logistical and pretty much just for the logistical purposes. Uh, I am concerned and not just myself. I think a lot of the the communities close to the border. But one of the things we don't want to see is, unfortunately, what Reynosa has right now. They just mm -hmm. moved into this new uh, send, I think they, they call it. But a few weeks ago, they were all around the, the plaza and it was not a pretty sight. I was there and and I, I witnessed it myself. It's not a pretty sight and we cannot have, well, neither should Reynosa have something like that, but we definitely cannot have it in McAllen or anywhere around our area. Yeah, have you seen what uh, Valverde County, what Del Rio looked like a few months ago when all of the Haitians were coming through? I mean, it was it was too much for the system. There were checkpoints that were left unmanned. That is the first time I have ever seen that in my life. A checkpoint unmanned, and it was it was kind of a scary feeling. I mean, when we li live in Texas and we're that close to the border, we're so used to knowing that Border Patrol is going to be holding the line. But going through that, it, it was an eerie feeling, a feeling of no protection at all. And it is, and that you get into the issue of, of you know border security. And we, of course, don't want to get into politics, but look, it is our country. It is our area. And we follow the law. We want things to be orderly. When something like what occurred in Del Rio happens, I mean, people throughout the country see it and really have negative, uh, a negative effect on, on even the, the immigrants because of how it's occurring. So you have a lot of people not accepting uh, those that type of behavior. Look, if it's and I know, I know it's difficult to, to process, you know, thousands of people at the same time. But when something like that occurs, it does not leave a good taste on the, on the American public. And now with that said, I mean, it, it has been a humanitarian crisis. That's the other thing. It's not only an immigration crisis, the, the system, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, all of the elected officials up in DC, up and down the United States say the system is broken, but this was also a humanitarian crisis on that side of the border. Are you concerned that it will become a humanitarian crisis on, in your city right there at the border? It definitely will. As a matter of fact, if we have people that have no food, no shelter, uh, nowhere to go, it can become not just necessarily a humanitarian crisis, but a public safety crisis. And we get into those issues. And I've said it before, if you have a mom with a child and they have no, nowhere to stay or they have no food, they'll do whatever necessary. We'll have people that are hungry, that have no food, they'll, unfortunately, they'll do whatever is necessary to, to eat. And then you will also have some of our residents trying to take advantage of the situation because as, I mean, I'd hate to say it, but human nature is people will take advantage of other people. Pastor, and with that said, I mean, have you seen 
the migrants coming in, the Haitians, the Cubans, have you seen them being taken advantage of there in Reynosa? Well, what I've been seeing that uh, many uh, families coming from other, I must say, like from other uh, uh, border, like coming from um, Piedras Negras, coming from Saltillo, coming from, from everywhere, because they know that uh, talking about the title 42, they really, they are kind of, they don't know what's going to happen in that day. Uh, so uh, we're trying to let them know that uh, they need it. Just the way we used to, uh, we got to be on order. Every, everything that works on order. No, Nobody's going to go to the border and just here I am and, and, and let, me, let me in. So we're trying to do our best. We can uh, work together with uh, CBP or uh, which is not one or two was happening that longer, so three or four years ago, that the borders getting closed for because the migrants right there sleeping on, in the middle of the border. So we want to just be there for them and let them uh, work, uh, just work together to not close the border because it's, it's getting so, I mean, people going to work in McAllen or Hidalgo and we have many migrants trying to cross and without a order. So it's kind of concerned. It, it really lets us, uh, we're thinking about not let that happen. Mayor, with that also, I mean, are these people crossing to stay in McAllen, to stay in the RGV or do most of them just keep moving? I, I tell people, as a matter of fact, especially with, with the media from the Northern states, I tell them, uh, first of all, my, first of all, I challenge them to find an immigrant in McAllen. They can't unless they go to Catholic Charities because it's not overrun. Uh, we have a great place, but they do not stay here. They pass through here through McAllen. So the, the fastest we can or the faster we can process them and get them out through buses, through through airlines, uh, the better for us and the better for them. Pastor, what what are you seeing right now? What nationalities are you seeing? I know over in Del Rio, Eagle Pass, the numbers that they're seeing, huge numbers of Cubans coming through. But this last week, a lot of Colombians, Peruvians. Mm -hmm. So what are you seeing there in Reynosa now? What numbers are going up? Well, I can see right now on the Cubans, you know, Cubans being returned back to Reynosa. We have Colombians returned back to Reynosa. Right now that that uh, we have, it, it, it took about a week get like, 400 Cubans and 400 Cubans we already have here. And then we have like 150 Colombians. But that number that's very, very high, I mean, it's uh, high. There's the numbers uh, Hades. We have like 7,000 Hades already waiting in, in here in Reynosa. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm with the, uh, I'm with the mayor also. Um, uh, he's a, uh, We've been working with uh, Catholic Sherry. With uh, we working in, on order, you know, like uh, we send it from here and they get to uh, to Catholic Sherry. Uh, uh, we working with Sister Norma. We, it's what we want. It's what really because we don't want people be spread out and even in Hidalgo or McAllen. So I think we've been doing good working with uh, with uh, Catholic Sherry because everything. It, those people, they come from here, from this border 
to goes to uh, Sister Norma, and then she's is she got a pretty good uh, 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 deal with uh, dealing with them, and like uh, the mayor was saying that uh, it's not there's not most of the people they they go back to uh, to their families. That's why I've been know that I witness on that too. Okay, Mayor, for you, what would you? What would be your last thought that you would want people across the United States to know? I know this is very political. It has literally torn this country apart in the last few years as we've all been fighting with COVID, as we've been stuck in our homes uh, and things seem to be going back to normal, but the numbers have slightly started going up again with COVID. And that was the main reason why Title 42 was brought on so that the pandemic would not spread more. What would you want people to know across to know across the United States about your city, what you're expecting, and how the rest of the country, their elected officials, can help you out? One of the first thing I think a lot of people do not understand Title 42. They think it's an immigration policy, which it's not. It's a, it's a health policy, but it's been so intertwined that it's kind of being utilized as an immigration policy. Now. Uh, should it be lifted? Uh, we're at a certain point in time where the numbers are rising again. So I'm a little concerned about that. For our purposes in McAllen, I'd rather keep 42, but that's more an immigration issue. But then you start looking at the number of COVID cases rising, different variants. Then a lot of the people uh, that uh, Pastor Sifa has, has there, I hope have been vaccinated. I'm not sure if they have or not. But I know that a lot of the people that are coming up because they were advised a month and a half ago that it was going to open. We don't know who they are, where they're coming from, whether they've been vaccinated or not. We run into all those issues. So what do I want our government to do? And it's very simple. It's they, They're always talking about comprehensive immigration. And I say, you know what? Yes, let's do it. But like, I'm tired of people coming to the border and taking pictures, photo ops and that. So in other words, I don't need the president, the vice president or anybody else coming here. What I need them to do is stay in Washington and do what they're supposed to do. That's take care of the American people. And like I always say, hey, piecemeal it if you have to. You don't have to fix everything at the same time. Look at the dreamers. Both the Republicans and the Democrats are supposedly okay with trying to fix that issue. Well, you know what? Go ahead and fix it. Look at the guest worker program. We know that our population is aging, that our birth rates are lower, and we need people to work. Yet, we have, we have the issues uh, that they don't take care of that. Fix dreamers, fix the guest worker programs, and then deal with the other issues uh, that are a little more pressing. Pastor, the same question to you. What do you want people to know? What would you like people to know, Pastor, about the people that are waiting on the other side right now trying to come to the United States. While we all know that there has to be, something has to be done with the immigration system. What do you want people to know? People are scared that so many people are gonna be coming into the United States. Can the country take them? Who's in the crowd? Are there people that are sex offenders? Are there people that are wanted by Interpol? What do you want people in the United States to know and what help does Mexico need for this to stop? Because it, it just seems like it's one wave after the next, after the next, and then the pandemic mixed in with all of it. I'm with the, I'm with the mayor. You know, like, uh, it, 
first thing we we gotta we gotta do it in order. This is a this is a process that we don't want that uh, people deep anywhere. We've been I've been seeing it in in those past years that people wanna go and uh, just do from the, from the wrong way. And right now, the, the last four years we've worked since is that we start working with the MPP. Uh, we make sure the people they they going to do on the right way. Uh, uh, they gotta have, uh, you know, right now nobody can cross. Uh, they gotta have uh, vaccinated. They make sure, like uh, we that uh, uh, everybody here, we make sure they don't have no COVID. I mean, they don't have no all kind of disease. Because we've been deal, we've been working, uh, we've been have a good relationship with uh, uh, CVP that uh, we deal that if anybody got COVID, they just gotta they gotta stay here for the longest. And then uh, I'm asking the government to please come over here and give them uh, get a shot, you know, for the COVID and everything. And they will be responded. They've been been watching over the people. They trying to go to United States that. Uh, we have the, the deal that if anybody can cross the, the in, in the United States, they I'm, I'm asking myself to all those people that if they have any felonies, they have all kind of, uh, if they have uh, uh, any kind of arrest in the United States, they're not able to go there because they're going to, we're trying to, we're trying to uh, let them know what's going to happen to them. They're going to be deported so with the only people that trying to uh, enter to United States, they gotta be have a clean record. So this part of it's what we're doing right now. It's like, and we do have some families they have problem in their countries, and either they either return back to Mexico, and we've been working uh, with them. I said, just get a job, it's find something, but. It, just remember that you're not going to enter in the United States. We had we already been done it. So I'm 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 with that uh, uh, the mayor and this like uh, if we're gonna work like this, let's just you know that from this border, I believe that we've been work we've been doing a we've been doing that job. So it's what uh, wish they continue to do, but I know this. And we already have thousands of people waiting from this side of the border. So um, it really, uh, I'm concerned about. So uh, I hope that everything is, is, is getting well. All right. And with that, we thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. The mayor of McAllen, Texas, and el alcalde, Mayor Villalobos, thank you so much. And Pastor Hector Silva. My pleasure. If you would like more resources and the latest numbers across the border, you can go to foxsanantonio.com or news4sa.com. Thank you for joining me for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. I'm Jamie Virgen in Texas.